I did want to ask you, do you think that we got this movie? What year does this come out? 2020. 2020. So uh, the podcast came out. Our podcast started before that, right? In 2018. I don't know how old this is. 2018. That feels right. So do you think that he got the idea because he listened to the Jennifer's Body episode? Why would he do that? Because he wants us to believe women, Harish. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that was a good setup. That was really good. <laughs> Long road to get there. <laughs> I was thinking about that whenever I was up there. Peeing. I was like, oh my God, wait. Oh my God, Sam, great zinger. There's one guy who believes women in Tarish. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you heard it here, uh, folks. Harish does not believe women. What happened? What's Sam, that? I think you're going to gaslit. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> this is his way of invisible manning. This is his man moment. <laughs> the Jennifer's Body episode is Harish's man moment. Oh, God. <laughs> of all the man moments to have, Apple. that's not a bad one. It's a, wow. It's a man moment. Embarrassing. You should just like, I don't know. We should just delete the first year of the podcast. No! Well, I do. Well, I do all, agree with that sentiment. Half of them, half of it is unlistenable. And <laughs> I do agree with that. The sentiment. other half is just like embarrassingly bad. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. Like honestly, if we ever all collectively agreed that we'll just keep that as lore, I will never agree to that. Um, I'm fine with that, but um, it is so funny to know that we can like direct people to a specific time and embarrass you. <laughs> um, I know it's the most mortifying thing i'm sure i said some of the foulest things that have ever been said by me <laughs> oh yeah on air i've said some bad yeah i refuse we cannot delete the past <laughs> i i don't i don't know with, like half of the stuff that i've said on this podcast it's if anything it's a way to show that we've grown but i'm embarrassed like i don't want people to listen to old episodes because i'm like i'm different now i'm mostly the same no i don't think so we're similar people, mm. but we're different. Yeah. Now my misogyny is much less ironic. <laughs> That's me with my homophobia. Wow. <laughs> Sam. I'm the only ally on this podcast. I actually laugh out loud. <laughs> oh, man. I need to clarify. I changed my mind. <laughs> you want- I'm, I'm, I agree with everything I said. <laughs> In the past, <laughs> I'm the only ally on this podcast. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, if there's one thing Molly and I are gonna do, it's make sure say we're canceled. <laughs> say, the, say something offensive. My uh, mic sounds so weird to me. Yours? Yeah, just mine specifically. It just sounds like I don't know. It's odd to me it that sounds you can off. Hear, like you hear yourself in, through your headphones. I yes, I think we've gone over this when you talk. Okay, okay, no. okay. That's why I say the most offensive things I Do I hear ever. myself? Yeah. Do I listen? No. <laughs> God, no. Sometimes when I talk, it's just blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. All day long. <laughs> All day. Man moment. I watched, speaking of man moment, I watched The Fall starring Lee Pace last night. <gasps> I want to watch that so bad. It made me cry all over again. Really I've seen good? that like five times I've now. Seen it. It's one see of my it. favorites. It's in my like top 20. <clears throat> I had one of those moments a couple weeks ago that like, I feel like every 
person probably experiences i hope Mm -hmm. once every few months but like i was like oh shit like lee pace man you know like it was just like one of those days i was like oh Oh, lee pace yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) you just remembered he existed i just remember how hot he is like it just kind of comes to you every now and then you're like oh shit ronan the accuser i'll accept him for all his flaws (laughs) the pie maker Mm. that is peak we still need to watch that he's in twilight yeah Yeah, he is Oh yeah, he's in. He just shows I up. I wish he was in Pirates of the Caribbean. <gasps> he belongs in there. If I could go back and recast him, he would have played Orlando Bloom's brother. <gasps> oh, the Caribbean. I would have loved that. Yeah, me too. That would have been great. Me too. A better refill, Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Huh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine to drink. Just a bit might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. And welcome to Tipsy Terror. <laughs> this is a podcast where we don't talk about hot pirate men, and instead we talk about hot invisible men. Hot invisible men. We talk male about manipulators. <laughs> male My manipulators. favorites. And this is um a month that we're calling man moment. <laughs> and you have to say it like that. Man moment. It's man moment this month. It's man, man it's, moment. It's man moment with an exclamation point at the end. Man moment. Man, man moment. moment. You can't just say man moment. You gotta say man moment. <laughs> when you say man moment, it's like, ew, ugh, you're right. Man moment. But when you say man moment, you're like, ah it's yeah. exciting. You need you need as much enthusiasm as um as Patrick Bateman talking about Hugh Lewis in the news. <laughs> but they should. Not only is it a commentary on consumerist culture, but it's also a personal statement on the band itself. And a man moment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was watching a show like two days ago, and Hip to Be Square was playing in the background of it, and I was like, (gasps) "It's all, it's everywhere." It is. Oh, bro, it's it's everywhere. Once you know, I swear to you, every time I shop for cassette tapes, I see um, Huey Lewis Sports Uh. without fail. People love to have that album on tape. Man moment. Man moment. Anyways, back to the... <laughs> yeah, we, we, we didn't say what we didn't even say what, what's, um, what podcast I'm, is this? But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. This is Tipsy Terror, a podcast where we talk about horror movies and drinking if you want to. I'm Molly. I'm Sam. And my name is Harish. Man moment. Man moment. <laughs> Man moment. I'm sorry. I gotta chill. No. No. We gotta let it ride. This is only funny for us. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know what i think about that sometimes and like honestly that's okay yeah it's fine it's yeah. fine it's who fun. cares point. we don't Man care moment. if the two people that are listening to this have a good experience listening because yeah. we're gonna talk about what we want to talk about and today we're talking about the invisible man directed by lee winnell Woo! our guy man moment yep you can yeah. also say like man moment man moment oh man moment man moment <laughs> <laughs> All these mean different things. (laughs) They do. And if you don't know what they mean, that's unfortunate. You have a bit of a man moment. (laughs) Man moment. Maybe you need a man moment. (laughs) Uh, If you don't understand. And 
Yeah, we're talking about the Invisible Man. <laughs> I thought the phrase a mamma. Say like in French. A mamma. A mamma. A mamma. A mamma. Oh, some French person is gonna come kill us. <laughs> oh, promise. <laughs> I'll take that fight. All right, that's fine. A mamma antelope. <laughs> Did you Google it? No, I know oh, French. I forgot that you speak French. <laughs> I don't speak French. French. He can't I mean, understand I, it. I took French like in high school and college. But so. he remembers it way more than I remember Spanish. I can tell you that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I gotta yeah, do yeah. my Duolingo today. I I was yeah. I fell out of the Diamond League. I, you know how yeah. embarrassing that is. Once you I fall off, it's hard to get back on. Yeah. And speaking of controlling Sweet. influences in your life, much like, like the, the owl. Duolingo owl, that's what this movie's <laughs> about. Moment. That's <laughs> a man, man moment. moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have a letterbox segment? Yeah, we do. Okay, wait, no, we didn't even say. Yeah, we said we're doing the Invisible the Man. Invisible Man. Yeah, yeah which is a great film, and we were all oh. so excited to do. I think that's why we're a little we're a little keyed <laughs> up today. <laughs> we're it's an exciting excited. time. Good movie. We've been wanting to do this one for a while. All right, um, man moment. <laughs> you said that's already no, it's not. Oh. Um, that's simply what Scientology does to you. That's <laughs> so true. For those of you oh my god, this is about Katie Holmes secretly. <gasps> Probably. Ah, oh, but I love Tom Cruise. And uh, five four stars. stars. Four stars. Nice job, Sam. Um, seeing Elizabeth Moss hurt men is something that can actually be so therapeutic. <laughs> uh four and a half four and a half four stars cat. there's only one thing worse than a scientologist a man <laughs> uh three stars four four stars and she should be allowed to do that <laughs> five stars five stars four stars Damn i promise it. i didn't pick all fours it felt like I was playing pin the tail on the donkey on a cliffside. Four and a half. Four and a half. Hey, nice job. Four and a half. Good job, guys. Wow. Copycat. I'm a copycat. Would like one of those suits, please. <laughs> Not because I want to fuck with people, but because I'm tired of being perceived. <laughs> four. Uh, four and a half. Three stars. I'm just going to say it because no one else will, but her sister deserved that for being so mean to the waiter. <laughs> you know, I'm inclined to agree. Yeah. Uh, four. Uh, four and Three a half. Three stars. Damn. Um, Lee Winnell, I'm free on Thursday. <laughs> uh, four. Five. Four stars. <laughs> Whoa, where did the man go? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the delivery four. really did that one for me. Uh, four, four, nice job, guys. Um, John Cena kills it in this. <laughs> four stars. Uh, turn it up on three and a half. Four stars, nice job. And then this is my one of my favorite letterbox reviews of all time. It makes the rounds on Twitter like a whole lot. Um, I could see the man. <laughs> what? One star. Two. Harish, nice job. One nice. star. It's my favorite joke review. I could see the man. <laughs> I uh, want my money back. That was false advertising. <laughs> All right. Great job, guys. Um, 
Yeah. So that was the invisible man. The invisible man, which we have all already seen. This is at least second view for all of us. We saw it in theaters. Yeah, but not together. Not together. Um, This is one of the last movies I saw before uh, lockdown. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it, it is because it's 2020. 2020. Like spring, around springtime. I actually think this might have been the last movie we saw. I can check, but I'm pretty sure it, it was. What? Hello. Whoa. Man moment. Okay. Man moment. <laughs> Every time there's a man moment, we'll honk a horn. And, um, yeah, uh, we, me and Samantha haven't watched it since watching it in theaters but you've seen it a bunch i've seen this movie this is probably about the fifth time i've seen it um i so there's a like there's gonna be a whole thing um i took a horror movies class yeah in college in fall of 2020 and for the final project we got to write a paper about anything like any movie that we wanted and we had to tie it either to um there's like two conventions of horror that were like really specific i don't the uncanny we had to write about the uncanny or we had to write about abject horror and i chose to do this movie and to talk about abject horror and like abuse as a boundary violation um gore and Mm -hmm. the abject and like the context of this movie and also like the reclaiming and embracing of the abject as a form of like taking back power and so i I had to watch this movie a whole bunch to kind of like analyze and study and do all that so i've seen this movie a whole lot and it holds up it holds up every single time i watch it this is yeah. one of my favorite horror movies yeah it's really good i've been like foaming i've been, I've been so excited all week to do this episode i've been like foaming at the mouth to finally <laughs> talk about this on the pod um i hate that i said the pod we're gonna cut that um we're not gonna cut that probably doesn't matter anyways um so what was your essay you. um <laughs> like about like what was the thesis yeah um i can i haven't pulled up i can post it on twitter um i talk about um so a lot of so abject horror has a lot to do with like violation of boundary like abstraction of meaning like gore so like think like alien is a really big one for abject horror and i wrote it actually in response to this um famous um, horror and feminist writer um, Barbara Creed wrote about um, the dread. It's a, the, an essay called "The Dread of Difference Gender in the Horror Film." No, it's the essay is called "Horror in the Monstrous Feminine: Im- An Imaginary Abjection." Huh. And I think, I, if I'm remembering right, I think that was about Alien. Um. So think like bloody, yeah. gory, like all like kind of boundaries are being violated yeah because like the the alien is in your body right and also yeah there's like a sexual assault metaphor right right and how like femininity is kind of like implicit in that a lot of times yeah um i wrote kind of my like main points were like that abuse is a very traumatic thing and it's like a very direct violation of like the boundary of a relationship Mm -hmm. and how like the horror of that is taken to the extreme in this movie um yeah, really kind of um a lot it's, my essay was mostly about like boundary violations. Yeah. Um paranoia and tension and trauma was a big point in my essay. Oh, um I yeah. talked about the cinematography, which is a huge point and we'll talk about it later, but the thing that this movie does the best, I think of maybe any movie I've ever seen is like how it uses a shot reverse shot 
mm-hmm. when Cecilia, the main character, looks into empty space. Yeah. Because the Invisible Man may or may not be there, and we never know, and we don't get to know, and she right. doesn't know, and it's just, it works very, very well. Um, and then I also talk about gore. Um, the gore in this movie is really good. Um, so it's not like particularly bloody. Yeah. At points, but there are points like when she's in the shower in the hospital. Yeah, that's so hard to watch, um, and it's not even that bad. No, no, no. The throat slashing mm-hmm. yeah. and the two scenes; those are both pretty gross. Yeah. But then also like taking the abject and um, in a different way. So when she spills paint. Uh-huh. on adrian in the house like you see the paint in the sink and you see the paint like splattered all along the house it becomes this like um substitute for blood yeah it's really yeah. like a cool effect to kind of have that be like a um wow yeah like how that's utilized uh, like a surrogate for the blood right. um and then i talk about how there's like a turning point in the movie after she realizes she's pregnant um, she chooses to kind of embrace the abject. So, um, twisting the violation of boundary. Um, there's a point where she goes into his home and his space. Right. Um, she, um, attempts to harm herself. Yeah. Um, she puts on the suit at the, spoiler alert, she puts on the <laughs> suit at the end of the movie and kills Adrian. Yeah. Um, I had another point for that, but like, basically she kind of embraces the abject horror of the situation and like uses that objection to like overcome her trauma and reverse the role like empower dynamic right in the abusive relationship um and there's a great moment at the, so the movie ends after she kills her husband her no they're not married she kills her abusive boyfriend after this whole thing and then there's a great shot and it goes back to then this is like my final point of like she's finally like free of this like abject mm-hmm. trauma um the last shot of the movie is her just walking off and she's kind of doing the like looking right past the camera thing. But like for once, every time we see her looking far off in this movie, it cuts to what she's looking at, which is usually just empty space. But in this case, the movie just ends. It ends with like her looking. Yeah. So she is like the survivor and like the focus of the film is on her. It actually, <clears throat> the last shot, she's closing her eyes for the yeah. first time in forever. Yeah. She like, yeah, there's no need to like see. Yeah. Right. Like, it's very cool because like she's not even she's not because the whole movie she's looking for him she's mm-hmm. looking around she's always like aware and then the final shot is just like her like letting like having a sigh of relief basically and she's like looking out but like not looking at anything right. not looking for anything she's fine she's just like yeah so that was a really like I literally skimmed this before I can that is a really really rough yeah like, summary of kind of what i wrote about but the point is i really love this movie i love talking right. about it there's yeah. a lot to talk about um a lot of things to i think know, this, examine. i think this movie is a good example of a fun movie to like watch and talk about if you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying absolutely because like there's <clears throat> like the way the movie exists, it tricks you and like makes you feel certain ways about characters to like manipulate you in the same way that you would be manipulated if you were going through something like this, whether like being on the side and like having somebody you love going through this or like you yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie frequently tricks you. So it's interesting to hear like people's takes and the way people read it or if the, the tricks and the um, 
the emotional sways actually worked on them in the way that they were intended to because I've noticed that in conversations I have about this film um, we all agree on the same general message but it's like the rating of it is like how much you kind of bought into Mm -hmm. the way you were being manipulated does that make sense because I feel like some people like I had a conversation with somebody who didn't really understand the ending and I was like because you're finally choosing I explained like oh you're finally choosing to believe like her like that was the big choices mm-hmm. he chooses to and they were like oh my god I totally missed that and then like the movie worked for them all of us yeah. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. so interesting yeah I just feel like people got different readings that, like feelings yeah. from it if that makes sense yeah because like it's never like it's never confirmed by the movie to no. the audience that he was actually so uh spoiler alert at the end twist it's his brother who's in the suit at the end and then uh like it it plays out to where like i mean i guess we should talk through the movie actually there's a bunch of twists and twists in the end um that make you think but we'll we can start so it starts out with her escaping very tense scene very good yeah it goes on forever Mm-hmm. and oh. almost all of it has like no dialogue it's very quiet other than the parts that are allowed to like stress you out um she like only talks once when she says his name to see if he's actually passed out and oh. then to the dog sam and i had a great point for this um so she like walks over to him she picks up a water glass and but before that she picked up a pill bottle next yeah. to her nightstand mm-hmm. she swirls his water glass and you see a little like something in the bottom so it's like very clear visually that um she drugged, she drugged him. him yeah um, and it, it is like a show don't tell movie but sam made the point like it's like sh- it's like a or it's don't, like a show, show. don't tell, but don't at show. the same time we said don't show don't tell yeah. and it really is because that's how the movie works yeah but yeah so she's sneaking out and we're seeing how complicated it is for her to sneak out like right. he has truly trapped her in this place and you're learning this by watching her get around all of these things and realizing like how much she had to be thinking about and having this step-by-step plan out and even though she did stuff still goes wrong Mm -hmm. what are you gonna say and it's super effective and lee went made the point like he didn't want to drop them in like us and his viewers like with a scene happening between her cecilia uh the main character's name is cecilia and her her partner adrian i agree Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good choice um he wanted to do that just to kind of drop us in the middle of what's going on and it it works incredibly well and it immediately makes you scared for her right and like you're immediately on her side and i think that's a good way to start because this movie makes you like understand why people doubt her but like you know through it all you're like no no like i because that's making you feel what she's feeling and it's so good right it does not let you get a chance to pass judgment right Right. yeah um there's several things that it shows also like Mm it um so that introduces the bottle of diazepam yep um uh which she used to drug her uh, boyfriend and like she's very scared she's very quiet Mm -hmm. um trying not to make a noise even though he's he's drugged 
Also, like it it opens literally with her waking up at like three forty one a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and his arm is around her. her in bed, and like the like she like pulls the the covers off, and we see the arm, and it's so creepy, just mm-hmm. like in that one shot, and she like gingerly like lifts it off her. Yeah, it's like the first glimpse into like the perversion of a relationship. Where oh yeah, like, this isn't like you know it's not right. Yeah, in yeah. the kind of like. I don't know, like things that should be um, like it like should be normal, and loving, but and they're not in the context right. of this movie. And in his exactly. mind, like this is fine, like they're fine, like mm-hmm. this is how he would be acting, you know. Yeah. And she's playing along with it. Yeah. But so <clears throat> she gets out. Then um, immediately she she grabs a few things, but then she gets on a step stool, turns the camera, and faces it and to faces him. Faces him so she can keep watching. So she can him. watch him on her phone camera. Genius, yeah. genius move. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolute genius move. Yeah, she's been playing this for so long. Yeah. So then she um she walks through the house, and then uh she goes into this room that's like a tech room. Yeah. And we see some suits. Well, we see like some but we don't know what they are they're she, just like body morph suit looking things and then she looks into this room where there is like devices set up that look like they should be holding a suit but we don't see a suit in there right it's so good but it's confusing because you see a couple of like black body suit things in the background so you're like what the hell um yeah. and they return to the shot later like very very similar and it works really well yeah you know the context of why it's there yeah and then also this is a great example of times where she is looking at the invisible man and you don't know it yet. yep you're clueless yeah so then she um she's in there to turn off the security camera so she turns off all the security cameras except the one that's watching him sleep yep and then she disables the alarms and then she makes her way through the house and she changes clothes gets her bag ready and i love this is one of those first examples you get of this is when she's changing her clothes. We see her start to put the pants on, but then the camera slowly pans around yeah. to the hallway in the direction that Adrian uh-huh. is in. And we sit there for fucking ever yeah. and just watch that. And then it slowly pans back and she's like ready. And like, I think the thing, one of the things that really works about this opening scene is how frequent, not frequently, but like we get several moments where we get to linger and get stressed and think now is the moment he's coming. Now is the moment he's coming. And through all of them, she makes it out up until, and then like the end, she's finally in the, skipping ahead. She's finally in the car and you get to like, finally you're like, oh wow, I can't believe she made it after all those times that she shouldn't have. And then he crashes in. And I think that that works so well, but this is kind of that first moment where you get to think like, oh my God, it's over. And it's done so well through the cinematography of this movie, which honestly, I, and it might be like the recency bias, but like it might be my favorite cinematography yeah in any movie i think it works so well for like the story of this movie yeah i think it's overall extremely great and has a lot of tools there are a couple of choices he made every now and then that i was like mm, okay but well i'll get i'll get to those when we do it's Fair more enough. of like in i like we watched his upgrade movie and it i saw like a shot or two that i was like oh this is the same style he did in that one interesting anyways we'll get to that but like here is an example of 
Mwah, cinema yeah. absolute it's also, perfection it's also just polite because <laughs> it looks away when she's <laughs> changing <laughs> well she doesn't i think she's just putting that stuff on over like i don't think she fully changed she does like fold some clothes into we her are being respectful to this woman who we are yeah. choosing to believe because there is another scene later <laughs> on where she changes or <laughs> at least she away. like is putting a dress on a hanger or something when it looks away in the house. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. in that effect, it's different. I think. It is right. But it's also like looking away when she's changing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyways, she, she, yeah, she, she escapes. She yeah. like tries to save the dog, but sets she, off the car alarm. So of course he wakes up. She gets the dog's collar off of him though. And yeah. she like frees him. Cause she's like, I'm not going to leave you with him. But then the right. dog's butt bumps the car and it sets the car alarm off. So that sets everything into motion. She got to run. Mm-hmm. So she's she like out of the house. She oh. jumps over the fence. This insanely enormous. So did we talk about the house? Oh, yeah. This it's house the is like literally fucking insane. Huge so acreage around it. Your classic fancy rich person house on the beach. This is going to be one of my recommendations, but it's like the house from Ex Machina. Yeah. In terms yeah, of like modernist yeah. style. Or Twilight. big it is. And also in terms of having a big tech lab. Yeah. yeah. yeah so true. you automatically know that this guy's like really, really wealthy and like powerful and successful. And it's on this beautiful cliffside with a big, huge fence surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Huge stone fence, like mm-hmm. 10 feet tall, like big ass stone but maybe not 10 feet tall but it's fucking tall um yeah she climbs over the fence did and you then notice to... she's wearing cleats to help her like oh, really? grip oh, on to stuff yeah. i noticed that her shoes were I cleats That's i think cool. they at least they were if they weren't they had some big ass tread on them she has to run through a forest yeah also. she had a flashlight she had everything in her go bag yeah and then she's waiting she reaches a road and waits but like her unbearably long not there yet and <laughs> And, and at this moment too she like turns behind her to look into the woods because yep. there's like crackling yeah and, and then um, you linger another that shot, shot holds where there's so nothing good. there and it happens like it, that happens and you get on her on the road a little bit and she's like oh my god where's my sister yada yada and then you know you get more mm-hmm. of it and then she's you get back onto the road and then you see in the the distance the lights coming but they're taking so fucking long to Mm -hmm. get to her and to the point where she gets impatient and she starts walking running up and like i'm so scared in this moment Mm -hmm. because i'm like no no it's Mm -hmm. not gonna happen she's not gonna make it she's not gonna make it you know oh my god it's i'm getting like like worked up thinking about it and another thing too that's so effective about, about just dropping us in we don't know why she's running away yeah yet but we like we but assume we're the worst. so worried yeah. and we yeah. like we we can get the context that like this is a in the context from just how she's acting and how she's scared and also the context of all like the security measures and the security cameras and how she's yeah sneaking around the house and the dog yeah. with the shot collar like we get the sense that like she's in an abusive relationship without them directly like telling us as the audience that and, and i think that setup is so effective yeah you also like see all of his like how controlling he is like he has so much like security alarms security mm-hmm. cameras She's truly controlling the literal like, dog yeah. the yeah. dog collar yeah 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 that that enormous house with the big tall fence like she's so he's got her locked away yeah um but yeah, I I talk about this when people say like if they ask me if I've seen it, I always tell them like yeah, this is a phenomenal movie. And then I say like the opening sequence is like seriously one of the best openings to any movie I've ever seen. Like I love this opening sequence so fucking much. And I always tell people that when we saw it in theaters, like 
it's it was one of those like movie going experiences that makes it worth going to the movies because like yes. I looked around and I realized how ups like already instantly upset and stressed every single person in the theater like I you could barely hear them like a breath was being held like mm-hmm. you could hear a fucking like church mouse you know like mm-hmm. yeah it was insane but I always think like I've rarely seen movies do that right. So her sister gets here, she gets in the car, but then they're like, they haven't le- moved yet. And because she's, she's like, like what's going her, let's on? Let's go, let's go. And then who, like, there's a shot from, of just like seeing uh, the passenger side door um, and she gets in and then like a shot through the window of the guy just running straight up and he's like slams his hand into the window. Punches punches it he breaks it yeah he punches it a bunch and eventually breaks it yeah it's very stressful and like they're in the moments that he's punching it the sisters are like what's going on and she's like just go and she's like oh my god what's going on and she's like just go and then he breaks the glass and they they go also it shows her dropping the diazepam yeah yeah when she gets into the car which he finds (gasps) we see him pick it up too cut to two weeks later she's hiding out at a close friend's house um what is that guy's name push her away I'm gonna fed her a little bit. What was that guy's name? I don't remember that guy's name. Luke? James. James, yeah, James. it was James. Uh James and he has a daughter named Sydney. Which mm-hmm. I we never actually learn like how do we know why she knows James? Like we how don't. are they the right. sister's like former partner? Or, really? Like, boyfriend? That's what I got. Oh, really? Yeah, I, get, I mean there was some But you never really see the flirty. sister and the daughter interacting with each other. Yeah, and also... I think, think, like, they used to date and then don't anymore, but they're still friends. Maybe. Actually, I don't know. I want to look into that. Well, I was just curious because what a detail about it that that makes me curious is the fact that he's a cop and, like, that she was able to keep in touch with him or at least, like, was able to get out to him because you'd think that that guy would be somebody that um, Adrian would not want her at all having contact with, you know? Yeah. Well, the whole thing is he doesn't really know about it. Right. Oh, it says he's her best friend. Oh, so they've just known each other for a really long time. Yeah, I guess. All right. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that explains why he believes her. She's also so too afraid to leave the house because she's literally afraid she's... of how powerful Adrian is. Yeah. Like, but, yeah. She's convinced that, like, she's not free. But her sister shows up and tells her, surprise, he's dead. Um. And then, but in the conversation, we get... We find out that like the sister hasn't seen her since that night and um, she won't really talk to her because she's because Cecilia is trying to keep her sister safe because she's afraid that no, she's hiding still from no, 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 yeah, she's trying to keep her sister safe and not involve her. But she knows that if her sister comes to her, that Adrian could follow the sister. So she's right. just keeping her out of it. No, but that's also hiding because Adrian doesn't know where like where physically where cecilia is so if he just like watches the sister that's what i said i said he she knows that it's not about keeping the sister safe though it's keeping herself safe she cares about her sister too yeah but like more importantly it's just like so that adrian doesn't find out where she is okay because like the adrian already knows where the sister is like it i know whatever anyway moving on um he's dead and he's giving her five million dollars uh in his will um and her brother uh his brother is a lawyer yeah his brother runs the um handles all the trust and 
they go into this basically assuming that you know if they want anything they're not going to get anything from it and like they obviously don't want anything to do with adrian but um they assume the worst and then he ends up giving her a shit ton of money right but with the rule that she can't commit any crime and stuff like that but like other than that there's like no strings attached she'll get it a hundred thousand dollars a month for like five four years or something like that yeah um and yeah so she like starts like a bank account for the daughter um for sydney for her like her to go to college she's giving her ten thousand a month um and then there's this whole bit with the ladder she like pretends that her gift for the family is a ladder a new ladder but also the ladder comes into it later on yeah like it's a good setup for getting into the attic later on i mean it's a fun it's a fun little bit that like a loved one would do to like gift you with something you know it's believable but like the important thing is we've got a ladder in the house and that's that's what we really need to remember are we talking about the plot point ladder yeah yeah that ladder um, comes in a, in in a big way. So this is when we start to feel like maybe there's someone there. Um, there's a lot of. Uh, this is a shot where um, she like, she's like uh, she changes. There's another shot of where she's changing. And well, the camera she's looks away. she's unpacking clothes. Like, yeah. like she's been shopping and she's like getting everything, like put away and getting ready to settle in for the night and stuff like that yeah and she's just first of all she's doing this so slow like the way she's like pulling out a single like dress from a bag and then walking across the room hanging it up putting it on the rack walking all the way back next bag like i would like come home and rip them all out stack them and just you know what i mean like yeah her method and obviously it's because they're trying to go slow but it, it made me like laugh in that moment and then she also like seems like she's getting the feeling that someone's watching her. She's getting creeped out and we linger for a while and then she's looking she turns around and she like looks and we get that empty shot again. Yeah. Of like there's nothing there. Um so the next morning she's making breakfast, cutting stuff and also cooking on the stove. Um and then That will be important later. Uh, oh my god. James comes in and he's like about to go to work, so he leaves and then she goes to get or wake up Sydney or something. And so she leaves and the knife falls to the ground out of nowhere and But it, it does not hit the ground. It doesn't oh it's yep. so good. That's so good. And the the heat gets turned turned up on the stove but it's like gradual yeah like you see the flame go bigger and bigger and you see the smoke get bigger and bigger and then eventually it catches on fire and so this is great like this is before we even have like a sense that like there's you're really far from your mic (laughs) this is before we even really have a sense like in the context of the movie that there's like adrian is after her as the invisible man Mm -hmm. so like this like grounds us in the reality that she is telling the truth yeah Um, I'm curious to see what the movie could have been like if the audience was also unsure until the um, hospital scene. Right. I'm not sure. What other people reveal. I'm not sure because that would have been an extremely dramatic reveal. Mm -hmm. But I think what makes this movie so good is how much you empathize with her. I agree. And so I think the fact that you 
are in from the jump really mm-hmm. really works but don't get me wrong like the gasp that would have come out of me oh, to yeah. wait until that moment in a reveal oh that would have floored me i just think it would have been a completely different movie yeah it would be more of like a a, a real malignant type film which i don't know anything about that movie um so but uh yeah i think the reason why i like this is because they didn't choose to do that and yeah we'll talk about this later when the physical reveal actually happens but it works so well it's really, really good. Um, right. So I love these moments where like, we get just a, a, a taste of Invisible Man. Yeah. Man moment. Man moment. So they put out the flames. haha. Everything's fine. It was just an accident. And then I do not remember what happens next. So, this also uh, sets up the smoke, dis- uh, the um, fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a fire. And also, we'll see it later, but um, <laughs> the knife just disappears. Oh, yeah. It never hits. We never... They never, like, see it anywhere, yeah. which is very interesting to me, because, like, I feel like we would have seen it, like, get Float removed. Off. So where was it? Was he I just, like, he just, hi- like hiding it was. expertly? Maybe he can make other stuff invisible. I don't, I don't know. No, because that comes in later with the gun. I don't care. You can hide it behind him. If he's invisible, because the suit is made out of a bunch of cameras. Yeah. So maybe, like, if you put something behind you, you know, I don't know. But well, you can see behind you. Well, I try to make Right, but I try it's to like a sense. projection, you know, oh, so yeah. it could, like, just be projecting what's behind the knife. Yeah, I think that's how it works, because, like, but, yeah, so, like, in my mind, the suit works, like, the back is taking like footage and transmitting yeah. it in the front yeah that's what it seems versa. to be implying that technology is like impossible i but actually had no idea i never really thought much about how i've thought works. a lot about how the suit it, works i mean oh. it, it looks like it's just covered in cameras and then there's screens covering the cameras yeah i think i actually don't know if this is true or not but i think another point i made in my essay is like the abjection of form and like how the suit like makes him not a man yeah, oh, yeah, I get creeped out when I see it's the shape crazy. of him. It's kind of like the annihilation yeah. alien thing, yeah. you know? It's like, he's humanoid, but no. We'll talk about the suit later. The suit's really yeah. good. Um, Yeah, and then uh, uh, the next night, like, she's sleeping, um, <gasps> and the covers just get pulled off of her. I hate the idea of, like, somebody standing at the foot of my bed and doing something like that. Oh my god. Like that is actually a fear of mine. Mm-hmm. Um and And then it gets worse. <laughs> oh wait. Actually we skipped a scene. She there's a scene where she's like I think she's home alone. She's just like typing something and then she gets another feeling that someone's watching her and she goes ar- around and like looks around and the doors open and she, oh, goes, she goes outside, outside yeah oh my and then God, yeah. it's a cold night and we see someone's breath on the air behind her yeah like we see her breathe out i will and say breath, and then that's yeah At, molly you pointed this out when we were watching it of all the moments that definitely is like the cheesiest one mm-hmm. i guess you could say um it's still so fun like it's still so fun i want to edit my choice like my choice use you might not have said cheesy, cheesy. you no, might I, said- I think i did and i want to edit that so this move in the trailer for this movie this is in the trailer and there's another scene that's in the trailer where she's taking a shower and a handprint pops up on the foggy glass and while i think those both are cool they didn't use the handprint stuff in the movie like in the actual movie um 
I think it's cool, but it very much definitely is. It leans more towards stereotypical like horror monster yeah. reveal. Right. But I don't hate it in the context of this movie because I think it is such a unique concept and like it's done in such an effective way. Um, that while it like might be kind of like I actually I don't know I want to edit all I don't want to say stereotypical either because this movie completely like shifted everything I thought about like monster and then mm-hmm. reveal um I don't know what the word I'm trying to say was or the point I'm trying to make I, I guess don't it's think the it's... it's one of the more I guess on the nose moments yeah that that might be it but yeah. I don't hate that it is I think it works yeah, it's fine and actually I think what makes it work for this is the fact that she doesn't see it yeah you know yes. i think mm-hmm. i think the fact that that's not a reveal for her and yeah. that we still get the satisfaction of she figured it out without she like felt him you know and like yeah. knew that things were wrong she didn't need to see him to figure it out like she knew him as much as he knew her you know that's yeah. so like the, it's shit, good Sam. that she didn't see that breath because we're still finding out just how smart she is also That's so insightful sam that's a great the point. breath thing is like something he can't control like so if they use the the shower thing that's like him just like being annoying yeah. and like putting his hand whereas like the breath thing it's like he went outside and it was cold it happened to be cold and that's not something he can control mm-hmm. so it was like just like a minor mistake yeah. that he got away with he lost the ability to like keep it contained yeah because like there's only that one breath that's like in the air and, and then, then you he, assume he goes he's like, back yeah yeah you assume he yeah. gets away yeah so um, like he probably saw it and then was like oh, oh shit, shit. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> not today so yeah so she goes back in and then it's the night and then so he chooses this moment he's like okay it's oh like it might as well you know he pulls the blanket off and like starts like flickering the lights to try to wake her up yeah just to just to like fuck with her you know right but so she's sleeping in the same bed as sydney yeah 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 so she wakes up and she's immediately got the creep. She doesn't even Whoa, notice that the covers are She sees like up. a shadow of a man. Yeah. And then she looks and it's actually just like a hat and like a bust. It's or the, something. It's the mannequin because like, she's a fashion student. And yeah. it's kind of a nod to the original Invisible Yeah, movie, yeah, so. yeah. So, With a little bowler hat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she's... It's a fedora, isn't it? Is it? I think it's a fedora. I don't know. I don't know. It might be more of a pork pie. What fashion student is styling fedoras? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Wait, Fedora could kind of have a comeback era. No, it can't. <laughs> I've seen the Dorian Electra Gentleman Milady music video. Duo. I can't. I'm sorry, but I'm um, sorry. But when Dorian Electra wears a fedora, it's hot. They look that's great. Okay. That's okay. I'll hey, Dorian Electra, if you're ever <laughs> listening to this, um, I'm free any day of the week. So, um, she's still creeped out. Um, and so she's like, gets up and looks around the room and then she fixates on this chair and like the way the light's spilling on it, you kind of can't tell if you're seeing, like, do you guys get the feeling when you're looking at the chair that somebody might be sitting in yeah, it? I think yeah. so. But like then in, in retrospect, I think he was sitting there and it he was, was in his the, indent. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's something. it. Yeah. Yeah. But so she, when you're looking at the chair, you know, something isn't like it's off right like you it can't quite like place an yeah intention. so she's really really fixated on it she's staring at it and then she um 
tosses she notices the sheet on the floor she notices mm-hmm. and she picks it up and she tosses it onto the chair thinking yeah. she's about and you think in this moment you're like oh my god we're about to see the outline you know what but i mean no. but no it's a fake out and it's i an love the chair i love the amount of fake outs in this movie because it balances the real one so you never can trust what you're fucking it's looking a, at really it, it works you really never well. can trust so she's like okay well i guess i'll go back to bed and grabs the sheet and walks back and it gets caught on something it's being held but down. what's it caught on nothing Nothing. the ground so what i think and the way they the, rigged it up or I, like how they show it is so good because like yeah it looks so stiff you know like mm-hmm. you yeah. really can't move it and then it looks like there's a step like the like a footprint like it's a, a footprint. footprint yeah stepping forward and she like starts screaming and calls for james and he comes in turned on the lights well the footprints start kind of walking closer. yeah there's like yeah, a couple yeah. i think yeah. it was like only like one or two steps. it was a few yeah. you saw two two feet at least but then yeah so she calls for james and then of course there's no proof because she everything's moved around like he's it's not there anymore visible. you can't see anything but she she's swears like, she's like I something swear. was here yeah and the, the the girl has the pepper spray. Chekhov's pepper spray. Chekhov's God. pepper spray. And he's like, who are you going to shoot that at? Who are you <laughs> She's like, you gave on? it to me. So then um, she's having a job interview. Um, and it's a big deal. She goes to show her portfolio, but it's there's nothing there. It's missing. Just a slight touch on the job interview. Um the i think it it gets a chuckle out of me um that she's doing this like interview and the guy hits on her yeah and then she just kind of like swallows it and moves on and that like makes me chuckle because i'm like god like right classic you know it works really well in the context of the movie yeah yeah and it's not even like over it's literally like oh is there a rule that all beautiful women have to go to paris for yeah like it's just like one line but it's just so like oh you know yeah um but then yeah so she gets really embarrassed because her work is not in her little portfolio thing and he's like oh it's fine you can just send it to us later but she's this is what like makes her think like no like well and then she faints yeah yeah well she has that moment of like oh this is happening and then yeah she starts to get dizzy and i thought she was having a panic attack right yeah but that's she what wasn't. you think at first yeah <laughs> no instead she finds out she was massively drugged with diazepam yep uh but she doesn't find that out immediately no. she goes to the hospital and they do a bunch of like checking on her and then she then she goes home and then and then she gets a call from the hospital and they're like, oh, yeah, we tested your ble- blood and there was a bunch of diazepam in it. And right when she hears that, she goes into the bathroom and what's sitting on her sink? The bottle of diazepam. And there's blood on it. It's the same <gasps> bottle from the night she ran away from Adrian. And she knows now. Yep. And so she goes to the brother and she's like, yo, tell him to stop oh did we talk about oh yeah i was gone i think where they talk about the money yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I read whale. a trivia fact that they made him wear a suit that was too small for him because, like, the whole thing about his character is that he doesn't quite fit. So they wanted to yeah. convey that visually with clothes. Wow. Which is super cool. So smart. This movie is, it is really smart. They, like, really paid attention to the details and, like, yeah. stuff like that. I wouldn't notice, really, maybe that his clothes are too smart, but he doesn't feel right. Yeah. yeah. And, like, if you, like, look back and notice it, you're like, oh, wait, yeah, that doesn't He definitely fit. looks uncomfortable. <laughs> just, like, throughout the entire movie, he just looks like he's uncomfortable. He does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, he like in the scene, she's like, "Tell him to stop." She explains the whole thing with the diazepam, and yeah. Did you talk about the how um he is here with us? Oh no, we glossed over that when oh, yeah when they the, were at the meeting about the money. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like a lot of women tried to get close to Adrian for his money, and the sister steps in and goes, "We wouldn't. We don't want to be any closer. Like if he was alive, we wouldn't be like close at all." And the brother goes, well, you are close to him. Yeah. He's over there. And there's, But there's and a pause where she gets stressed. Yeah, she's like scared because like, what the hell? Yeah. Right. But it cuts to the urn. But then in context of what you know later, like he probably was in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Was. It's yeah. so creepy. Yeah. But then in this scene, the brother is saying like, oh, yeah, I was glad when he died because he was so controlling of me too. And um he uh he i think he says something oh no that was before but he does say like um yeah uh he's dead i saw the body so i know that he was dead yeah uh so she goes to talk to her sister and the sister's like yo what the fuck i hate you i'm mad at you yeah go away this scene right here i mean knowing what we see the letter later and it is like really intense and harsh but, like, this is a sister relationship that we've seen established as, like, obviously they're willing to do a lot for each other. Like, her sister showed up and, like, helped her in that emergency and, like, ran, you know, ran. So, like, obviously they're close or at least they love each other, you know. And, like, so. Do you hear that? Yeah. Um. Oh, I thought you were asking me. Did no, you I was like- just saying to you. Oh. So, we we know that they're, like, close enough. And so. I think that to receive a letter like that, like if my sister were to send me something like that, I would call her or yeah. text her and be like, what are you okay? Like, yeah. like, like seriously, are you good? And I would like be checking in on her. Um, but her sister immediately assumes the worst. And I guess that we're to believe that like maybe in the past they've had issues likely maybe, because of him, yeah. but if her sister was willing to show up for her in that emergency, I'm like, surely she's got some sympathy for her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that this reaction's a bit over the top, but like right. we find out that Adrian sent an email to the sister that like ruined her relationship with her now, basically. Right. But and I just will say that one of my criticisms is that the sister relationship. Yeah. The sister is like, um, why'd you send me that email? And she says, Oh, it was Adrian. And the sister's like, okay, well, he's dead, so uh, bye. Yeah, just yeah. like no interest in talking to you or helping you or being concerned mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, it's very weird. Like, I don't know. It, so it we, doesn't make sense. We cut to her crying on the floor, like devastated, laying in the dark. She's having the worst day ever. Worst day ever. Worst day ever. I don't want you to have the worst day at work ever. <laughs> and then what's the girl's name sydney sydney comes in and she's like hey like let's have, have a, a girl let's night. have a girl's night let's make you feel better we'll kick my dad out and then she, bam she gets smacked yep like smacked and the way it's done is like 
they are like cheerfully getting up off the floor and Sydney's looking down, like about to, you know, pick herself up off the floor. So she's mm-hmm. looking at her hands, obviously. And uh, Cecilia is not even that close. But like the way Sydney's looking, it's plausible that Cecilia could have smacked her. Yeah. But what we see is nothing hit her. Right. Like she gets knocked. And they're both looking away. So like Cecilia doesn't even notice at first. And then she like looks over and sees that she's hurt. And she's like, what? Yeah, she's like, confused. She doesn't know, but like her her nose is bleeding. But yeah, yeah, Sydney thinks that Cecilia hit her, and and I think she, she, calls she gets her, her hair tugged a little bit too, doesn't she? Maybe uh, that's late. No, that's later. That's later. Remember. So yeah, she freaks out and calls her dad. Obviously, yeah. So the dad obviously he takes her out of the house the and he's like, "You should go stay with your sister now." I will say, I'm mad at you. For also, my it's daughter. interesting that they left and instead of him that taking her out. But I will say that later he says that he feels guilty about even leaving her in that situation, even when he thinks that she's a murderer. Yeah. Like he feels guilty about that night and thinking like he should not have left her. So like. I think in a way him leaving and letting her stay there was him at least a little bit looking out for her in that moment because yeah. he didn't want to throw her out where she had no resources. Right. Like, I think we're seeing him caring about her even when he's scared. I yeah. think that's why he chooses to leave. Yeah. That's how I read it at least. But it is a bit odd that he got out of his own house. Right. But now she's alone or is she? Yeah. She gets a bunch of coffee and puts it on the ground to try to uh like see if he like leaves footsteps and her basic her basically her. her plan is to sit there all night with mm-hmm. a knife and if she sees footsteps she'll be able to defend herself and her ideas that he'll stay away but then she gets her phone and calls his phone yeah she gets an idea for some reason and uh, it's upstairs i like the idea that he had all that stuff planted upstairs i don't Mm -hmm. did he have a grand plan to get her up there eventually and this just and it just worked out that she immediately thought that or does he does he know her so well that he knows she's gonna do that like i don't know i don't really think that was the plan to get her up there I mean, I it was, was laid kinda, out very neatly. It was all laid out. And then she finds that phone and he has another phone to text her. So okay. his plan is yeah. for her to see that because he texts her. But I'm like, he must have like just hoped that eventually she was going to make her way to the attic. attic. Yeah. I don't know. Or, or maybe how he'd lure her. Yeah, there. he was going to lure her. But she thinks to call it and she hears the vibrations above her in the attic. So where Terrifying. does she fucking go? Using yeah, her like ladder. Using the Chekhov's ladder. <laughs> um, <laughs> she goes up to the attic. She finds his phone, like the knife from before. In, um, a, bag. in a plastic bag. Mm-hmm. Her per- portfolio. Um, some keys? I think there's some keys. There are some keys there, but she doesn't really look at those. Um, another fucked up thing to note is that he has the knife in that plastic bag. I think that's the knife that he that uses he took. later in the movie that Lee, oh. and it has all of her fingerprints on it which is why he keeps it like oh. in the bag how did he get it there who's to say he just took it with him behind his back behind his back <laughs> <laughs> i think he's just kind of roving around in the murklins of the night i don't know why but in that scene later i always assume that's just a knife he picked up from the table but like why would that knife be on the table like yeah that is true. the, that I, is I the also, knife like, later when we saw that scene i was like oh i guess he brought that knife yeah like <laughs> i never put two and two together that's definitely or, the knife yeah because she would have brought that from home to meet her sister and kill her yeah um good point but yeah, so 
this is where it's revealed. It's all revealed. Like um, a really tense scene where she's exploring upstairs. Lots of cuts back. Like there's nothing there. And then she goes and she hears something. Like, and then she goes and looks down. Well, she gets a text on the phone that's like surprise or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Which is important for later. Does she... I don't know. She knocks over some paint. She she throws the paint. She so throws she, the paint. Because she's pure. And this is another. I love this shot in the movie. It's like a shot looking up at her like in the um, attic hole. Yeah. Peering down at the ladder. And then you get the reverse of what she's looking at where she's looking down mm-hmm. the ladder. You know, that's when she throws the paint. And it's so quick. Like it goes from the shot below to that shot where she's looking. And she almost immediately throws the paint. So it's really effective. Yeah. And he gets covered in paint and there's a man there. But that's like also fast. It cuts super fast. But yep. it's not quite a man. It's kind of just like a humanoid shape. <laughs> Scary. So does she like kick him? Th- like somehow he drops. Well, or he I guess he's like running away. Goes he away. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so she follows the paint and it stops like it well she stops. she gets out of the attic because he knocks the ladder down to trap her up there but i love that she like drops the knife like she's smart she knows yeah. not to hold on to the knife you know mm-hmm. and then she like i love watching in movies for some reason people crawl down and drop mm-hmm. you know for that's so entertaining to me so she you know shimmies it down there and then she gets the knife and goes and she follows the paint yeah follows the paint but like it stops so she just like explores the house and then and this hears is what, this is what i was talking about with abject where like the paint is like the surrogate for blood right splatter because it's like white paint that's all over the house but it looks like just a trail of blood leading yeah. to the sink and in the sink like when people leave when they wash up and they leave their blood in the sink in movies and stuff mm-hmm. same effect you get yeah. the white paint lingering and it's it, that is also reminiscent of alien too and that's the point they make yeah. of the abject with blood mm. where the um the android bleeds like white instead right. of blood and it's really gross because it's like not quite human yeah, yeah. so oh. she goes we hear the faucet turn on and it's scare. it scares you it's loud mm-hmm. and then she goes in there to um and she finds all the t- she sees all the uh white in the sink and then this is when they fight right oh yep. yeah he like There's... picks her up by the neck he chokes her he chokes her yeah and then they have a cool fight with an invisible man. It's pretty well. It's well choreographed. That's they have really enough good. stuff getting thrown and flipped around to like make you believe that there's like stuff knocking about. Elizabeth Moss like acts the shit out of it. Yeah. Um. She does a lot of shadow boxing basically. Um. Yeah. It looks really cool. She gets thrown around too. She hits a few walls. But eventually she escapes and gets an Uber and dry. It gets driven back to her house to his house. Yeah. The beach house. Um. And she goes in. The dog's there, but well, like it's she, all covered up. She asks the Uber guy to stay out there. She's like, Yeah. Like, please drive me back. So he does. Mm-hmm. So she goes in immediately. Sees the dog. Yeah. And, and then we were like, Is the dog the being dog taken doing? care of? Like, did people find? Like, what's going on here? Uh, and then she finds the suit. And, and she finds the suit. She breaks into the... Well, she know, she guesses the passcode because he's so obsessed met. with her. The day oh. they met. Yeah. Uh, that's so fucked up. It's like he, he wants her to know. Like, yeah. he knows yeah. that she'll guess that. Um, but also, he sets it because he's so fucking obsessed with her. Yeah. But um, So she gets in there and then she f- discovers the suit. And we finally see, like, a full view of it as 
like the camera suit God. not like activated right there's like an ipad on the wall and it's like showing like um it's basically filming her so like she sees like some something an invisible camera seems to be filming her and so like she clicks one of the buttons and the suit like basically deactivates so it becomes visible mm-hmm. and like a bunch of screens basically like slide back and it's like a suit like a morph suit that's just covered in what look like camera lenses tiny little camera like lenses just moving. it's in really holes good. And, yeah. like, another kind of um, nod to the abject is, like, the kind of bug-like clicking sound. All yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, like, not quite human. It's very which is cool. really good. Uh, it's not human at all. I don't know why I said it's not quite human. It's, like, completely inhuman. It's yeah. really cool. Uh, yeah. And it's just, like, basically a suit that's covered in eyes it's a monster it's like very it's a creepy. really good design yeah it reminds me of um this artist nick cave which is not the same as the musician oh. nick cave he does these things called sound suits you should look them mm-hmm. up but this kind of almost looks like a sound suit um in terms of design we have one at the museum right now Ooh. um there's one that i really really like that was at the museum for a big contemporary show they had a few years ago but um yeah his stuff is really neat and this kind of reminds me of that cool like humanoid shapes made out of like objects yeah so i don't remember what happened he's coming he comes home right she like takes the suit and like hides it or something um oh yeah she goes to the closet she goes to the closet but then she realizes like he's home so she like hides um and like he's still wearing the invisible suit so like we can't see him but like she watches the ground Mm -hmm. for the imprint of his foot on the carpet on the carpet and then she like runs away and like he like trips her um but then the dog like uh starts barking at him the dog knows the dog can sense him well it can probably smell him oh yeah um and yeah it's barking at him so she like runs away uh and then makes it to the car uh and then um leaving the dog yet again the dog who defended her uh then she calls her sister and says like we need to meet in public let's go to this restaurant this really chic and trendy restaurant yeah and so the sister shows up she's really rude to the waiters it's also like funny though waiter because it's like, oh, we do things a little differently here. <laughs> Have you guys been here before? You know, the classic, yeah. like... And, like, they're having a tense moment. So, like, it's funny, but it's also like, <laughs> the like, waiter didn't do anything to you. She's like, I'm guessing we order food and then we eat it. <laughs> like, she's she's rude for no reason. Like, you don't got to be that rude. And I get that you're in a bad mood because you got a really foul email from your sister. But come on. Also, it's the restaurant's fault, not the waiter's fault, <laughs> that he has to say this. But also, lines. at this point, we find out that she's, like, semi-forgiving her sister because, like, they make jokes to each other and they're clearly, like, trying to make amends otherwise like she wouldn't be there Mm -hmm. because like they start like giggling and stuff about like stuff between them so you can tell that like their relationship has a chance to get patched right now so i don't know why she's in such a bad mood towards the waiter (laughs) um well even cecilia is like uh she's like basically crying (laughs) like she's like please i promise you uh i have proof um and like 
there's I have proof that he's not dead and she's like what is the proof and then slice and then well so you you're watching Cecilia <gasps> for so long and then it cuts to the sister Emily and then it cuts back and there's just a knife there out of nowhere it is really really startling because the sister gasps and mm-hmm. so we know we're looking for something and it's one of those moments of like it's this movie has a couple of like pretty solid jump scares and this is a moment where something very quick happens it's not quite a jump scare but it's horrifying and startling all the same yeah he takes the knife and in one big motion slices the sister's throat and then lands the knife in cecilia's hand fast enough to where any witness is going to Mm -hmm. assume that she did it because no one's looking they're all like having dinner (laughs) a restaurant you're not looking at other people in the restaurant and then they look over and see a woman holding a knife and then another woman with her throat sliced across from her so like they only see the aftermath um so of course everyone thinks that she killed her sister i will say i will note here i think that the handoff of the knife does look a little silly because like they're like when she sees her sister's throat slashed her response is to shoot up her right hand yeah it could have just been him like lifting it i I hope it is because like the motion was so weird i can only hope it's him moving her but like the way she just like sits there and she's shocked as she's watching like you think she would have reacted to being touched so it is also like because this scene you're watching it you're like oh okay we're close she's almost out and then it's all like destroyed everything Mm -hmm. immediately like crashes down like there's no escape and it's it's very indicative of like the kind of theme and like metaphorical like cycle of abuse where somebody who's like trying to escape is almost able to but then like something horrible happens where like they're right back where they started yeah yeah so now no one's gonna believe her she like is a murderer no one believes that her dead boyfriend is the killer um that no one else can see except for her so like everyone thinks that she's crazy she um gets taken to uh a mental institution and yeah like for some reason her friend is the detective in charge of the case right um and yeah so she Oh, like she is like yelling and screaming like, ah, he's here. I can see you. You, you're here. I see here. you. I see yeah. you. And I, oh, I fucking love that choice of dialogue. Um, cause she, in a way she does like she sees yeah. right. in, in a multi, in a variety of ways. Right. Like she knows and like she can see that he's there even though he's invisible Mm -hmm. but also she was one of the only people who saw him for who he truly was as a person yeah um and knowing that like she knows like that he's an awful man yeah um and even he even says later like you're the only person who's seen my handshake yeah right um so also at this point of the movie she's like they drug her so she'll go to sleep and as she's like fading into unconsciousness, she hears this voice go, surprise. Yeah. He really likes that word. He loves saying surprise. And I was thinking about this and it, on one hand, it's it's kind of like maybe how I was starting to feel about the breath, but I think I actually do feel it about this. That is not my favorite choice of dialogue for this scene, 
specifically in the context of only watching the movie up yeah. to this point but at the end of the movie i'm like oh, okay it wor- it works all together and it's like a fine choice there could have been better i also like my- i mentioned earlier this is the first time we hear his voice yeah and i don't th- well, love the introduction i guess yeah, we hear really. him scream at the beginning yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's not re- like not the yeah same. it's not the same but like this is the first time we hear him like basically talk to her and like for some reason it doesn't entirely sell me on him Mm -hmm. for some reason i think he sounds silly but i think um but like it's fine it works i'm okay with it Mm -hmm. i also think though that if we got the messages from him in like a different way like obviously he can't write stuff down because that might be proof or i guess but like some other ways to reveal it to her um and then the first time we actually hear him speak to her is that scene i think that would have been like way worse because like that would be our introduction and you 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 kind of sympathize and worry for him a little bit in that scene if you're like the right person you know what i'm saying so i think like it's more to trick you I agree. I also think I would have had um, less of an issue if Surprise had not been the text that he sent her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's already. It's a motif. I, and I get that. And it, it does come full circle ultimately in the end. But in this moment, just that one isn't it, it, it doesn't a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent on it. That is maybe one of my only critiques of this movie. I other I do think this is a perfect movie, but yeah i mean it's also like right as she's like fading out um so it could be just like a hallucination so like from the audience perspective you know like we're not sure that did he was there actually someone who said that or Or is she not believe she fading out oh i believe her 100 (laughs) percent. and i think like the reason they hit the surprise so much like seeing it just once in the text i don't know if you're gonna remember that at the end when he says it So, like, hitting it, like, the second time is just making sure... Especially because he says it the same way. And literally, like, the end... That's, that one word is the only proof that we have that... Uh, that we, ha- as an audience, have that it it's him. him. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so, yeah, no, in that sense, I'm like, yeah, it worked. Right. It's just cheesy, kind of. Yeah. For you. I mean, that, too. And then, like, also just... So later in the parking lot, in like a little while in the rain, he says stuff to her also there where he's threatening people. And I think that like, if so, if we wouldn't have gotten the surprise and I think that's the next scene where we hear him speak, mm-hmm. right? Um, if he would have just like, because he threatens to hurt uh, Sydney, he could have like done, like shown something to alert her that Sydney was in danger, like even just like a picture or something you just, or some. You just want the invisible man also to be a silent man. Well, not silent, but just up until we meet him, because then like you're truly le- forced to believe her that it was him in the suit because we're hearing his voice. Yeah. And so, um, but, but like the, I know that the, the brother one also sounds like similar enough. I, I guess and that's kind of the what they're banking suit on. Voice is it it is kind of modulated it feels a like. little bit yeah i think that's why i think he sounds silly yeah um because so, i i don't i think he sounds different in the suit than he does yeah in the real oh, yeah a little bit but anyway so that's why i'm saying saying like i just think like we it would we would be forced to believe her more if we heard him less yes that's, that's just my thought but um, it still works it's still fine i so like how it loops together let's just speed through um she r- finds out she's pregnant 
Um, and then... Oh, but another point she had brought up earlier that um, Adrian had always wanted a baby and then yes. she knew... Did you talk about She knew she was no. trapped forever um, if that yeah, happened. So that is that is the turning point where she like and she decides had, that she has to leave. She had been taking birth control or at least she thought because she's shocked to find out she's pregnant because that's like not possible. She'd been on yeah. birth control. Um, And then the next scene, the lawyer brother shows up and he's like, yeah, um, so we're taking away the money because like, you know, you're a criminal and also you are not mentally able to handle, the handle it. And also we know you're pregnant and uh, um, what's his name? Adrian knew he replaced your birth control with fake birth control. Yeah, so you're actually doubly, doubly, <laughs> your, your birth control was even more controlled. <laughs> but also oh adrian's alive and if you um, want to agree to have the baby yeah. you know this will all yeah. go away and just go be with him and say that you'll be with him she sits and thinks for a long time and we watch her like mentally work it out and then she throws his files on the floor so he has to pick them up and while he's doing that she grabs a pin out of his suitcase mm-hmm. and tucks it in her sleeve or something he's like i'll give you three days and then he leaves and then she gets some like she notices there's like sticky tack holding a paper to the um table mm-hmm. so she she pockets a little bit of that for later and also the news is on tv and there's a thunderstorm the forecast the perfect storm perhaps of all of this coming together yeah so, so cut to that night her room's getting inspected yeah they find nothing and then they leave and then she runs into the bathroom where she has hidden the pen like on top of the doorway yeah um uh and then she like stabs her wrist with the pen and starts well she says like she said she like announces that like she's not gonna have his baby or something she's not gonna let him have that and then she stabs the pen into her wrist and then he reveals himself. And then she's like, gotcha. And she stabs him with the pin a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. And the suit stops working correctly. So it starts like, this is where the suit starts like flashing. And even when it's invisible, you can kind of see, the outline. see the outline. Right. Um, and I got to say, I love the glitchy suit effect. It's, it's so good. good. It's, yeah. To me, it works because like, I think that it gives us enough of a balance to where we see some invisible action, but then we see mm-hmm. some fi- like some physical stuff. So like, and it's also it's a good like mix. menacing. Yeah. It's, it's oh, it's terrifying. upsetting because the suit again is like really fucking horrifying on its, its own to look at. You're watching a monster show up, show up out of nowhere, exactly. like every little couple seconds or whatever. Yeah. So um, she runs out of her room. Right? Yeah, cool action scene where the invisible man takes out this entire like cops. Bunch of cops. But do you notice he doesn't? Well, there's security guards with guns. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they are cops, but he doesn't kill like any of them. He no. just severely injures. Oh yeah. Because he he eventually takes a gun and like holds it at a cop point blank. But then he just says bang. Right. <gasps> and then he goes behind the cop and shoots the gun to scare him. But he just yeah. like knocks him out. He doesn't kill him. I think. Oh, I. I thought he killed the cop from behind. No, he uh, just shoots the ground. Yeah, it looked like he was just like aiming at the ground. Because like I, that's something that I noticed during the whole thing. I was like, he hasn't killed one of these guys, which I thought was interesting. Because like he just murdered the like. Why doesn't he want to frame her for murdering cops? Right. Maybe he he doesn't have that much money. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But oh. anyways, that was just something I noticed. But that's beside the point. So. She runs out after that big fight. She, she gets the gun. It's raining outside. She chases so him out. She, yeah. She's um trying to chase him in the rain. Um and eventually he like also the cops are like chasing her. 
um uh eventually he like confronts her well um, she finds him standing underneath an open trunk but like he's still invisible right um but you can't see his outline because like he's he's standing underneath something but like here's the moment where he starts threatening her like there's no out of the like you're not getting out of this i'll Um, I'll, he says like he he's not gonna hurt her but he'll like hurt everyone everyone close to her including like that girl and that girl's gonna die because of you and he walks off um uh also like takes out a cop (laughs) before walking off into the rain yeah uh and then uh so like he gets a car and then drives away so she like um like a car another car crashes and then she like steals the car and he causes a car accident and then she steals that guy's car Mm -hmm. and then as she's driving away the bluetooth phone is like the wife of the guy like what's going on and she's like he'll call you back later Mm -hmm. ruining that marriage (laughs) and as she's driving away too it's a fun little easter egg um the headlights hit a part of the wall where there's like spray paint on it and um something that's spray painted on the wall is um Billy the puppet from the Saw movies, which uh, Lee Winnell's jigsaw puppet, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, a uh, nice little Easter egg. Um, Was that him and James Wan together? Yeah, he wrote yeah. it, and he's in it, and he's in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's Adam, little bitch. So she calls James, tells him, "Hey, Sydney's in trouble. Get back home." And then we cut to the house, and like the door opens, and it's invisible we see no one and someone's walking we hear the footsteps this time um we're also like kind of his perspective but i don't think it is exactly we don't we don't like follow his pov but we we kind of track following him him. yeah because like he opens the door um and like the camera's following the opening door um but uh the guy like goes and um he like stands over the girl for a second and then she like grabs her pepper spray she and senses sprays something him. and she she shoots him right mm-hmm. in the eyes like he starts knocking shit over immediately yeah he loses his balance like good job yeah and then he like starts like attacking her and choking her he knocks her around he's choking her and then the dad shows up dad shows up like his ass beat gets beat and then uh elizabeth moss shows up with a fire extinguisher and she's like sydney get down and sprays the fire extinguisher so she like the suit gets covered in like the white whatever co2 Mm -hmm. um and so she can see him and then she just like shoots him in the chest like four five times Mm -hmm. um and he like walks towards her and then drops to the ground and so she crawls over to him and like goes to pull off the um, face of the suit just to like get confirmation that it's Adrian, yep. uh, the one tormenting her. But who does she see? The brother. It's Tom. The brother. Do you know what I just realized is like we were joking around during the scene when he was walking around about like, oh, we hear his footsteps and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like, is it because it's the brother and oh he's not God. like not as, as careful. careful and like like this isn't as big of a deal or like trained he hasn't been practicing like that's why because we were joking that the suit does it but like the actions are different the brother is different like he doesn't get through that room without sydney noticing he's there you know like she she feels that he gets pepper spray you know so it's Mm -hmm. like not that like adrian is perfect like we've seen stuff go wrong for him too but i i do think like 
maybe that's He's, why yeah, like, much more planned yeah so um, um that's just an interesting thing i thought about but yeah so like the brother was in the suit for this one and then we see like a or montage of, of a swat team uh like breaking into adrian's house and then finding him like tied up in his basement like really dirty he was like behind a wall like yeah, covered like behind in a secret wall or something yeah so basically he gets rescued and his story is that it was the brother, the brother all along the brother the faked money. his death yeah. for the money and like hid him yeah and then uh but of course cecilia is like no it was adrian like but I know no one it. believes me yeah. and james is like don't worry like we're gonna go with this for now but like i'm i'm gonna take care of you but then so she we see her like watching sydney and like clearly like she's thinking about oh i don't want more people to get hurt so she calls adrian and she goes back and but, has dinner with him yeah and she shows up and yeah so when she shows up he this is our first time actually seeing him like we mm -hmm. saw him at the beginning we didn't really but see it his was face like we don't see his face beginning. you see basically a flash and then just his arm banging through that but like i think you see some photos but like we don't really see him at all until yeah. just now and when you see him you're like oh that guy <laughs> what <laughs> um no so that's what she meant by you could have any woman in the world <laughs> i understand it's not the money yeah unfortunately they cast one of the hotter up-and-coming actors in this role it's like oliver jackson something cohen i cohen. think yep um he is yeah. very good looking um good on him you know yeah, I will say he is fucking terrifying in this movie. Oh yeah, he scares the shit out of me, and he brings that same. Have you seen Bly or The Haunting of Bly Manor? Yeah, yeah, like he's terrifying yeah, in that too. Yeah, he is. Um, I like him in Hill House. Though, I love too, him in Hill House. He's, he's just, just different like, in sweet that. And trouble. I think that's why I love him, mm -hmm. and so like that's why it was very upsetting for me to see him yeah, in this yeah, role. Yeah. I think he did it really well, though. Oh my god, yeah. But yeah, so he played in this moment. He is like being this like sweet guy yeah. kind of like he's yeah. nervous he's, and he's right. talking about how nervous he is and how he he's is like, like so happy to be with her i didn't her. know what you would want so i got a sushi buffet rich guy combo pizza and stand ah! buffet your cat bit my foot <laughs> i'm tom, so sorry he really likes off. feet tom I, is a foot he's freak. a weird guy um, i said he has incel vibes the other day like a um, little bit yeah <laughs> That's that's unfortunate. Yeah. Tom. He gets the sushi, Riddler. steak, and pasta. Those are the three options. And she says yeah. she wants steak, steak, which is important for later. That is a great plot point. Yeah. Because do you know this? For the other two, uh, you don't need to have a knife. Like yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Thank God he picked steak as one of the options. Oh, she's so cool. But yeah, so they sit down to eat. She chooses steak. And then we get like a whole spiel from him about um, like how he's really nervous, but like she means the world to him and everything. And she basically is like in tears and she's like, I just need you to like admit it. Like if we're going to like handle this and have a kid and stuff like we can't do it based on a lie. You have to tell me the truth. Like, tell me it was you in the suit. And he like denies it. He can't. He, like, he, he can't be honest. No, like he is, he's trying to gaslight her. Yep. He is a, like he's a also, 
um we the, we it it cuts to a shot of james in his oh, car yeah. listening in. so we now know he's so, there's a wire involved well i so the way so at first we see that shot of him i'm like oh she's wearing a wire she made this plan with james but then like after the scene plays out it feels like he was doing that investigation on his own and he bugged that guy's house somehow because like he was he seemed surprised at the end um, i thought she was wearing a wire that's I thought what, that he was like working with her to make him confess. But, like, if he, she yeah. was wearing a wire, how would he get? How would he hear the audio of the guy killing himself? He did though. Well, she hears him. He 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 responds to hearing her screaming and calling nine one one. But there's the audio when he's in the car; he can hear it. Yeah. Because well, he hears yeah. it because she's there. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I it, it just felt like to me like by the end of that scene it just felt like they were doing two separate things and they just happened to be there together. Oh, maybe. Cuz it feels like it felt like that guy was doing his own investigation and somehow bugged the guy's house and um but like Adrian knew that and of course was being extra careful. Yeah. I don't think that's not how I interpreted it. I I just interpreted it like they're her and the friend are in on it together um and then he just like but has she- the inability to confess because he needs to control her and make her think that she is crazy yeah yeah but he also says the surprise line so like he's like revealing it without an actual confession yeah but i don't think he's i don't think he's doing that so she knows i think that is like he's like uh well it's it's also kind of gaslighting at the same time Cause like he's saying surprise, he's, he's saying telling that, her she's wrong, but he's giving her hints um, that she's right, and he's like, "That is my confession," but like you will never be able to prove that that is a real confession. Like, it's it's a sort of gaslighting thing where he's like, still trying to make her feel crazy because she can't like use that as proof. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's also like. Haha. It's like how serial killers always want to get caught because they want someone to appreciate them. That's I, what it felt like to me. Yes. I just really think he just like from just like understanding and like like learning about how like people mm-hmm. like this are in situations with relationships. I just think he like can't help himself from um having to control her and like Yeah. Like manipulate her into thinking like or like just like t- keeping her guessing and keeping right. her like yeah. never being able to know. Yeah, so he's going to deny to her face but he's going to be hinting that like he's dangerous like, you know, like yeah. he's got to keep that lingering over her. So right. like even mm-hmm. if it's subconscious or like he is intending to, like he's giving her mixed signals while overtly stating she's wrong. Mhm. But anyways, super fucked. So she excuses herself to the bathroom to clean up after. So she basically pretends like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I'm just being ridiculous. I'm not crazy now. Yeah. And so she goes to the bathroom. She excuses herself to the bathroom. And then we see him sitting alone in the uh, dining room. Mm -hmm. And then he picks up his knife, the knife. And like you can he's tell, like obviously struggling, he's struggling, yeah. and it's unnatural looking. And he slices his throat, and he dies. Um, and then, and we see like a shot from one of the security cameras yeah. where it's clear that 
there's no one else there yeah. it's he did that he, um we unnaturally motion yeah like just that. randomly killed himself but then like so quickly she runs she out she comes back in the room and she sees him and starts freaking out like and reacts on camera and then like and is so scr- scared and worried calls the cops and is like screaming and worried um and then she like walks out of frame oh. of the security camera and her entire demeanor switches the, w- the way like elizabeth so the only way elizabeth moss can or like the way only elizabeth moss can do and it's it's perfect because like throughout the movie the use of camera and like what like camera sees in terms of like the audience watching it as a movie we get scenes where like a little more is shown of the background to give us the sense that somebody could be there so to have that reversal like within the canon of the movie where she is walking out of frame of the like cameras that she knows are there. Right. It's such a great like twist on like in great use of cinematography. It's real it's re- it works so 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 well. Yeah, and she like like walks up to him like still out of frame and she's like haha I'm in control now. Like she basically says something to him yeah. like that. Um, but also, so this is another thing that makes me think that like their investigations were different is because like, if she was wearing the wire, she wouldn't need to call the cops because she'd be like, oh my God, he's dead and call him in. I guess unless she's playing a character that is so scared and freaked out that her immediate thought is call 911 for an ambulance or something. Well, also he probably can't be there. They probably like really legally can't they yeah. are probably being that. shady yeah um, so it's also probably also to cover her own ass so they're not like entrapping him yeah i guess because it's like not that. like she's hiding it from him like the immediate scene after is she walks out she's got the bag in her hand she's still calm like she's not hysterical when he sh- like he runs into her that's true and she- yeah and i guess she does ask him she's like you heard it right yeah, she's so, like. So yeah, she doesn't know that he's yeah. there. She's okay. like, you heard what you needed to hear. Yeah. Um, she basically lays out that like he killed himself. I was not in the room. The cameras saw me freaking out and proved that I am not in the room. Like she was like, yeah. call nine. So she basically reviews and like he sees- everything that's set up here is saying he killed himself. You understand? You heard? He definitely killed himself, right? Yeah. Um. He sees the suit in yeah. her bag. He knows she's done something. And I yeah. mean, even just from instincts, he wouldn't even need to see the suit. Like, he could be very suspicious that she's done something. But she lays it out to him. She's like, I am asking you to believe me. Yeah. And like, you know, like, just don't don't go digging any further. You heard the proof, right? That was real. And he chooses to know that, like, she was right. He's choosing to know that she found the proof she needed to know that it was him and to be justified. Mm -hmm. And the movie makes you do that. We never see proof that that was him. We never know 110% that he was wearing that suit. The only hints we have are the same things she's been given. Yeah. So it's like, you get to pick. Yeah. Was she right? And I mean, I hope you picked, yeah. She is. And then she walks out (gasps) and gives a sigh of relief. And closes her eyes. The mm-hmm. end. Wow, what a fucking awesome, great, perfect movie. It is a really good movie. I I really like this movie. Yeah, it's yep. great. Holds up too. Yeah, it really like, does. Even when you know that like 
there's an invisible man hey yo invisible man and even though when you know like all the stuff that's gonna happen Mm -hmm. it's still cool because like psychologically this movie works on so many different levels um and there's a lot of like theory and convention and like speculation that you can throw at it so it's just super it's super engaging yeah i will say my like i mentioned earlier i do have a criticism of every now and then some of the camera works a little showy for my taste like there are just mo- like you remember upgrade right you remember yeah. how the camera was constantly moving in those like f- like fixated like it'll fixate on its point and the camera moves like with a certain person's yeah. head the whole time and if they turn away yeah. like they, the whole camera moves they do that several tracks. times in this movie and i'm like yeah i guess it works for me here but like I don't know the 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 motions and the actions don't fit the rest of the film for me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes those there was a motion there was a moment where she was like looking around and panicking and the camera does this huge crane like all the way around the room and just lands on this point over her and all we see is her just looking around like there's not like a big motion that she does to follow it and it just looks weird to me. Mm-hmm. And every now and then he'll do stuff like that. But I will yeah. say the one time that those motions did work was that initial fight scene in the kitchen because we were watching her get thrown around. I think that if we would have stayed still, it would have looked really corny Mm -hmm. and we would have realized like how strange it looks to see nothing pulling something. So like, I think moving with her makes you not realize how weird that looks at like kind of an uncanny thing, you know? So I think that works there, but just sometimes it doesn't work for me. They also did the shot for shot of upgrade where she falls on the ground and the camera tracks with her. Yeah, like that, right? Like something like that. I was like, yeah, I guess that works for this moment, but that just doesn't feel like this movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, it could be like his thing he does, you know, like every director has like a trademark type of thing. So like he just likes doing those. Shot of somebody on the floor. (laughs) Just somebody falling, you know. But yeah, that's, that's my one big... Everything else I can talk my way out of. Like, no, I can see why. It's just sometimes those don't work for me. Yeah. I I think the action scenes are really good. Um, both, like, the one in the hospital and also the one at home. Those are both really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime we see the suit, it's very cool. Yeah, the suit um, works every time. And it's also just creepy in... Like, like you're saying, like the abject of like feeling invaded, um, because the invisible suit, like you never know when there's someone in your space mm-hmm. or not. And so like the whole time throughout the movie, like you do feel like an invasion of privacy. Um, yeah, you get like the, what's it like the willies, you know, like yeah. you get creeped out and like, I got chills several times. Oh yeah. Like, I felt like somebody was near me that should not be near me. Right. Mm-hmm. makes you cringe this movie will Very make good. you look at empty spaces of your house differently great Can't, do you know what my <laughs> least favorite time of the night is every night i you know brush my teeth wash my face nightly routine harish mm-hmm. usually will beat me to bed so i'm the last one because like maybe i'm going to pick out my outfit for tomorrow and stuff i have to turn off the hallway light above the fucking stairs and everything is pitch black that's my least favorite I, every night i have to look down there it's so scary this is not going to make it any easier the empty man sure is helped it and helped by the way because the fucking bit with the stairs i hated that didn't like that that's i forgot about that until you said that and then it like gave me the chills every night i'm reminded that's scary so what would you do that's tough i 
would probably give up. Yeah. I would, like probably would just resign myself and stay with him, honestly. Oh, you would stay? I would Not give up a- in a different way. Well, I oh. mean like domestic abuse is already like a hard situation to get yeah, out of. It's horrible. And then in this one it's extra hard cuz he is literally so rich, he can do anything he mm-hmm. wants, he can control anything he wants. But like even in like a a normal like um like income family yeah like a domestic abuse situation still like is very hard to get out of yeah, for I mean, a lot of like, women social influence just straight up resources so many people are so close especially, to not having anything it's horrible. that what they do have it's hard to give up especially if like um the woman's not allowed to work yeah um doesn't have her own income um and is dependent on her husband and also like in this situation also she was like she talks about how he s- deliberately like cut her off from all of her connections. He um, would do things and make it feel like, you know, it was her being the rude one. So he's right. making people actively not really care about her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So like she, I mean, she really planned it out. Like you would have to plan it out. Yeah. To do that. She oh, is better than I, but I- specifically in this, um, once i went up in the attic and found the phone i would grab the phone and then go to the cops i actually realized that's her phone no it's well she called him she called his phone number she that that phone she uses i don't know if maybe this is just me putting this together and they didn't really think about this she uses that phone to call a lift she goes out with it. She no, uses she that. uses her. She has her own phone. They were the she, same phone. I could have sworn. Because when she's in the attic, she calls his phone with the, a, a cell the phone. Landline. No, it's a cell phone in the attic. It is. I thought so. I thought she brought the landline up with her, and then that was her phone. I don't uh, know. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter if it's her phone because on there there are pictures of her asleep. Yeah. So like, you go to the cops clearly someone's been taking pictures of me asleep so there's someone stalking me yeah it could be my dead boyfriend like so that's what i would do in this situation yeah that's smart i feel like the cops which that i mean that's something she could do but i feel like the response she would get is isn't there another person in the house like couldn't he have taken those pictures of you to like be a prank you know like they yeah, would probably but like, not believe her what about uh, well the guy's a cop so they're gonna believe him uh i mean I, yeah you know i guess that's true and like he's gonna believe her when he sees the photos yeah i guess that's true and she also like act now remember that night when she she will could literally say this was from that night when i freaked out freaked about the bed sheet yeah because i wear the same clothes but yeah so that would be that's what i would have done do. <laughs> i'd put up a fight i guess i don't know if i if i watched my sister if, if i got framed for slitting my sister's throat in a public place mm. i would not really care to do anything like i would yeah just, i'd be done at that point but that's just me yeah that's fucked up yeah yeah so not making it out of this one guys no. right once you're in the hospital you're it's over it's like I'm there's done. no escape um oh what uh, another question i wanted to ask what would you do if you had an invisible suit Crime. i would suit. steal so much stuff from rich people oh, oh yeah. my god uh i would make that a full-time job i'd ghost prank people oh my god yes oh oh my god i would get emily so good i would basically become jumper have you seen the movie oh jumper? my god in jumper like 
well he can teleport so but like he has to see the place before he can teleport there Mm -hmm. so like he goes to the bank and then like sees the inside of the vault and then teleports that later that night and steals all the money so i would basically do that i would steal a bunch of money from banks and then become a rich guy travel around the world just being invisible and sneaking into like like i would go into like the pyramids at night or like um the eiffel tower at night like when when no one else is there just go into wherever you want while you're invisible yeah i that's exactly like i would put it on and just go do shit that doesn't really harm people but yeah that I can, just have fun yeah just like in slightly areas you're not supposed to be in yeah i wouldn't torture somebody <laughs> but what, what about you molly <laughs> what would you do with an invisible suit i said i do crime and ghost prank people ghost oh pranks. yeah yeah, yeah. Um, ghost pranks great idea I absolutely would, great I, idea. I would i would just take money and stuff i want because i have no morals about property theft yeah go hang out in like like cool place like a mansion that nobody's you know maybe Ooh. people are in the mansion i go knows? to places like that regular people can't go like cool fun places like behind the scenes stuff yeah yeah i go to a lot of concerts probably yeah oh yeah yeah. that's a great idea Uh uh-huh that's that's one of them you wouldn't have to pay for shit go to a lot of museums go see secrets i want to go see like museum archives archives, see secret stuff yeah Um, there's so much better things to do with an invisible suit i would gaslight a rich person (laughs) i would gaslight jeff bezos or elon musk moving everything around in their house that'd be pretty good that would be good that's a good prank yeah prank uh i like that good prank good prank good prank uh okay so what's our next segment acting award yes i mean (laughs) (laughs) on this podcast we have three acting awards the jared padalecki acting award for excellence in acting for a performance in a good movie the mishioker award for a performance in kind of a so-so movie the movie's not great it's not bad but it's just right in the middle and then the jensen accolade for you tried your best in a shitty movie um the movie's pretty bad but you still want to recognize an actor that like showed up did a good job and got the check i'm gonna give it to jared i mean yeah and i I have to give it to uh, elizabeth moss yep i mean there's no i mean you can't there's no contest here she freaking like this movie i think that if they they had to have had her in mind for this role. You know what I mean? Like just the whole development of it. There, like there are a few people who I think could have done this as well as Elizabeth Moss has done it. She's, She's just a certain type that can bring exactly the energy. Cause you need like kind of a little crazy, like, you know, like she always brings that like, yeah, like she goes further than some people you know what i mean like yeah she's I don't know. like she's like wild eyed of her rope <laughs> <laughs> um and also like in a lot of scenes she does she, like uh i'm thinking about the scene with in the restaurant where she's like talking to her sister she looks like she hasn't slept in days she yeah. like looks so like not well and she's so good at doing that stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. like there's just few people who do that as well as her um, in some ways she's been typecast as that a little bit yeah but not in a bad way she's great she just time. does it so well it really like well. few people can bring that you know mm-hmm. but um yeah she i mean she's getting like of course yeah jared go jared. straight to that one villain ranking villain ranking Ooh. the invisible man uh i'm putting him number two nice uh underneath the the empty man 
and uh, above uh, the American Psycho. <laughs> Man moment. Man moment. Man moment. Um, I have him as number one. Nice. He is so scary to me. Oh my god! Like he's beating out Frankenstein's monster. Like, and then Patrick Bateman's below that. But like, he is like the. There aren't obviously not real monsters, but like he is that, and like to see him personified in that monster humanoid shape is like, ugh, like yeah. oh god, I just so creepy. He scares me. I got him at a cool too. Um, Patrick Bateman is my one to beat. This guy came close though. Um, I love this movie. Um, I think f- across the board, in terms of like having a villain who's like cr- initial crime is that he's a domestic abuser mm-hmm. and having that as a character where he then like gaslights a woman and then starts killing people around her. That's such an interesting evolution for a villain, mm-hmm. but then to never see him or only see him in the suit. Yeah. And then to see him at the end, like as a man, I just like, it's fat. It's fascinating to me. And yeah. I think the design is so scary. I think the fact that you never see him is even scarier. Yeah. Yeah, this is he's just great. And I will say um is it Oliver Jackson Cohen? Something like that, oh, yeah. Whoever he is, I think he does a great job on. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great performance. He's not in the movie as himself. Really, he's really probably only only in it for like 5 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And he makes a really good impression like a like really strong impression mm-hmm. of just being terrifying. So I gotta say, yeah, yeah, cool too. Invisible Man, scary, good deliver. Like he just really brings it. What are we rating it out of? Suit, uh, camera suits, uh, knives, paint ladders. buckets, ladders. <laughs> oh, it's a good one. I like ladders. What else is there? What's the pills? Diazepam. Diazepams. I'm good with the ladders. Ladders. Let's do ladders. What oh, shoots? Hmm? <laughs> shoots and ladders fans? No. Um, I can start Um, an easy 10 ladders. I fucking love this movie. I'll watch this movie any day. I'll talk about this movie any day. I've really been excited to do this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have a lot to say about this movie very clearly. It's very dear to my heart. Um... I just think it works so well. And like, again, I I mentioned it might be a recency bias thing, but the cinematography is like some of the best I've seen in certain shots. The performances are great. And like, I think this is such a unique, I've, I like went back and I read the original book, um, which is nothing like the movie, which is nothing like this movie. Yeah. It's such a unique take on a classic horror monster, like done so unbelievably well the way other modern adaptations just haven't even come close yeah it really it really is one of the only things to like turn into a modern telling and actually like work like you know frequently Mm -hmm. that gets ruined but like it works so well it is and near nothing of the original right but the invisible man is such an iconic villain in like the universal like horror series and i think that this movie completely strays away from that but does it in such a unique and 
well done way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I think if you were going to make a universal movie where the horror movie looked like the invisible man and his whole thing is, oh my God, he's invisible. That's scary. Like the trauma of loss of form, like within oneself. I think that's cool, but that's been done before. Yeah. It was yeah. like um, kind of revolutionary at the time in terms of like horror plot, but like we've seen it so many times now. This is such a fresh and interesting story. Like I, I, w- I was blown away when I first saw it. Um, I notice something new every time I watch it, just like psychologically as well. It, it just really works for me. Yeah. Uh, I'll give it a 10. 10 out Woo-hoo! of 10. 10 ladders. It's great. Um, you know, I wasn't expecting to give it a 10. I like really liked it the first time. Um, but I don't really re- remember a lot. Um, but uh yeah so like going into this i was like yeah it was a pretty good movie but i don't know if i love it and then like re-watching it it it's it's great like it draws you in it's like really scary and um the action scenes are really good and the the suit design is so cool Mm -hmm. like just everything about it is great um and of course like the the whole like abuse storyline is very powerful Mm -hmm. um so yeah, yeah, I love it. Ten out of ten. Yeah, I mean, I went and looked at my letterbox, and I had only rated this um, four out of five stars, so eight out of ten when Ooh. upon original rewatch. But I am giving it a ten now Woo-hoo. because upon rewatch, I don't know why I gave it anything less. Be- I didn't. I don't know if it's just because now I'm like putting more pieces together because like I remember so heavily like not defending this movie because I didn't really meet anybody that didn't enjoy it you know but like analyzing it and like bringing up points and talking about it like I was so into talking about this movie and um like thinking back on it I was like that was like one of the best movies I remember I love that movie and like I'm shocked mm-hmm. that I only gave it that so like yeah 10 stars it's so good rewatching it brings even more and it, it almost makes it make more sense the more you watch it um yeah it's great recommendations this was hard. I'll let somebody else start. I have two that are related to the Invisible Man. One is Hollow Man. Ah, oh, we did, yes. Um, which I I've seen like some some of it, like parts of it on TV. So like I haven't haven't watched the whole movie uncut. Um, so I don't I don't know if it's like amazing. I've heard it's like not amazing, you know. Yeah. But it is uh, what's his name? Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven, who I like. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's like basically an Invisible Man story with Kevin Bacon playing the Invisible Man. Nice. Um, and the other recommendation is a book called I, The Visible Man. Whoa. That's um, not what this is about. No, you can't do that. It's a book by Chuck Klosterman. <gasps> um, oh shit! Okay. Yeah, uh, the Visible Man. Yeah, I I got it like randomly. Like I was just like at um, a bookstore at the book loft, and I like it, I just like was browsing, and I got it off the shelf and read it. It's a pretty good book. Um, but like basically, the story is about kind of similar to this, except um, it's kind of like if the main guy in this was was not in a relationship <laughs> um nice like so like basically this guy invents um uh like an invisible man suit um and the whole book is like basically him telling his story to a therapist 
because like he's reached a point where he's like you know i think i need therapy um and i need you to tell me like about myself but like so basically what he does is he just like goes into random people's houses and watches them while they're alone and he's like invisible because like his belief is like when you watch someone like while they're by themselves that's like how you see their true nature yeah you know because they're not like faking anything so like that's what he does he like and he like goes into different people's houses and just watches them and like you know um but yeah it's it's a pretty interesting book uh and pretty cool but yeah that's it that sounds really neat um the empty man yeah um okay this is crazy i oh i wanted to recommend the night house because while it's not really anything like this movie there are similar vibes Mm -hmm. at certain points of the night house that kind of remind me like i think there even is like a like a kitchen towel floating in the kitchen moment i don't know maybe i'm thinking of something else but there's like moments like that that yeah that same vibe but also okay we can cut this if we have to i for the life of me cannot remember there is either a movie or a tv show where the opening of it there's just a dude in someone's kitchen like er, er, in a kitchen eating breakfast and then he leaves and we find out that that's not his house there's a recommendation I would love to make because of this scene because it gives me the same vibes, what? but I, for the life of me, cannot Could fucking. You say that one more time. There's like an opening to either a movie or a TV show. I think it's an episode of a TV show where it's like the opening and this guy is like eating in like breakfast in a kitchen and then he leaves and you find out that he just had broken into somebody's house and was like eating breakfast and that's not his house (laughs) you did it's not his house but like i remember he's like the brother of the main character but i don't remember anything else but anyways for some reason this movie is making me think of that and i cannot remember that movie or i think it might have been a show i don't know but anyways that does sound familiar. It sounds familiar, right? I, I can't think of what it Whatever. Is. The vibe of it reminded me, this movie. If you know what I'm talking about, I'm recommending it, I think. Nice. That's all I got, folks. Um, Ex Machina, ah. which I mentioned. Yes. Uh, I'm going to say Black Swan. Oh, yes. I don't know why. Gone Girl. And then Promising Young Woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, Are all yeah. my kind of recommendations. Oh, you know what? Your um, Ex Machina and Black Swan... Uh, annihilation just for the humanoid yeah yeah the humanoid thing i kept mentioning oh yeah i'll recommend the original i read the book invisible man it's all right it's fine um there was some stuff that was like it was either racist or anti-semitic i think oh i think it's really old so i wouldn't be surprised i can't recall i don't and it might not have been that book it might have been something else that Mm. i read but there, I remember reading it. I was like, oh, it kind of made me twinge a little bit. Mm. So just be aware going in. If you choose to read it, there could be some kind of content stuff there. But I read it. I read this um, a long, long time ago. So it's been a good minute. I also want to watch the original Invisible Man. So I'll mm. recommend that. Claude Rains moment. I want to recommend uh, Fatal Attraction. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen it? No right it works right fatal attraction it's about like an affair and then it's like oh the woman becomes like obsessive and stuff but it's very it's very different but yeah it's a fun movie yeah um 
Um, uh, you can follow me at not a credit card and everything. You can get me at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby Doo reference on everything. You can find me on Letterboxd at Midsummer Queen. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, Tipsy Terror Pod at gmail.com. If you want to email us, tipsyterror.com, tipsyterror.rip, tipsyterror.wtf, tipsyterror.pup. There we go. And that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye.